You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Surprising enough, you two let it. We are back on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I did see that. I see that. I saw that. <laughs> We're back on YouTube. <laughs> Let's I see how long that That we were using the YouTube link. <laughs> after because But... I'm sure he'll find out here shortly. <laughs> How? He's not like he's going to watch the show. <laughs> oh, he watches every week. Anyways. no. Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to an exciting new episode of Low Key on the Weird Entertainment Network. I am your host for this evening. My name is Harry, a.k.a. The Moving Target, and it's going to be a fun episode. We are back into the new year. It's our first episode of the new year. It's going to be great. And and Chris is chiming into the intro. Yes, it's a Monday, which apparently, I don't know if we ever did change the name. Maybe we should just change it like, oh, yeah, it's Monday or it's Monday show. I don't know. I don't know something <laughs> else. But as you guys know, um, let me introduce the cast of characters in, into this show before we go into like the topic because it's going to be a fun one. We've got Reinhold. Reinhold, when you go say hi. Hi. We're trying to we're trying to drop down the keyness. We're trying to drop it low because we before the show we were a little high key, so we're trying to low key it now. And and of course we are live on Monday. We are the best uh, program that that goes live on Monday on this network. Yeah, so, number, yeah, number one Monday show on the network. Um, highest uh, gro- growing net, uh, show on the network, too. Okay. Get the most if growth. there's any other shows on the network that are live on Monday right now or this evening, just, you know, we're better than they are. We um, also um, we also got Vincent here on the show. Vincent, go say hi. Winner of best co-podcast co-host on the on the wall low-key blog post. You know, yes. Really? Like, that yeah, is you, surprising. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it's, I it, it's I my award show, and I'm giving you the award. Oh, gotcha, Jordan award, gotcha. Okay, and I was like, wow, it was actually voted by the people watching. That's that's impressive because no, no. I don't. You gotta, be, you gotta understand. Harry was only hired ten days ago, so if his jokes fall flat, they're not his. <laughs> oh my god! Who stand up did you watch before this, Harry? So I know what jokes are coming. That is a meme I stole from online because of the Sony gave themselves the award for best game for uh, Spider Man. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw that. <laughs> <You know. laughs> good. People should uh, vote for yeah, Apparently, King Lion of Flocks uh, voted for Vincent. That's good. That's good. good. All right. Everyone should vote for Vincent. That's what. That, that's the only reason we're doing culturey stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, imagine what we'd be talking about if Vincent wasn't here. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> this this would this would not be called low key anymore. <laughs> this would be called scorched earth podcast <laughs> scorched earth or something or like uh harry develops a monday night <laughs> drinking problem okay <laughs> <laughs> try not to drink through the week weekdays i try not to drink i try to be completely sober for monday i don't know Friday. what you're talking about <laughs> okay okay he he's a professional everyone like but anyway so tonight's topic as you guys may know, because we're coming in the new year, um, I wanted to talk about some of the things that we've got in store for the future of this podcast, some things that I want to do, some things I'm going to bring up to the co-host, which like, some people may have heard me say on other shows. So we're going to talk about that. The other thing we're going to talk about is a big thing that everyone is talking about. Like, apparently, I couldn't go. I went everywhere I went after this episode, this, the Shannon Sharp Cat Williams episode dropped. Everyone was talking about it. And I just thought, like, okay, maybe it's just my little bubble. Maybe it's just the black community. Nope. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope. Nope. I was on there television. Competing bro. with yoga. They were talking about it there, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These little white people talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. <laughs> so we're going to get into that. So, um, <laughs> and they're going to explain it to me because I don't know what's yeah, going I on. I totally don't worry. I, I've already thought about, you know, having to break down the actual context of who these people are before we go into it. I spent the last week just arguing about 14th Amendment stuff. So is that, the, the loop. is that the amendment about alcohol? No. It's it should, not the, it should cause people to start drinking. Anyway, so you were on another show? Huh? You were uh, on yeah. another show um, without us? Yeah, I went on to the mm-hmm. Boss Boss Hog Liberty. Um, um, yeah, I saw the, that all the hosts of We Are Libertarians were on there. We got some of the hosts to go <laughs> on that show. It said it said all of them. <laughs> Did it say all of them? I'm just explaining know. what it said. Well, I'm a co-host. It doesn't count. <laughs> Vincent wasn't there. You'll see. I was, I'm, a, I'm a co-host. It doesn't count. Yeah. And he was voted best, you know, co-host yeah. last year. He didn't get invited. Yeah. Okay? See. Okay, yeah, 2023 best co-host over there. It's okay. Just because I don't have any episodes of my podcast out. (laughs) Maybe maybe if you had a a show on the network, maybe maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was just all people who host a show on the network. (laughs) Like Dakota? Yeah, it's his work. It's his show. He's on. He's, you know. You know. It's like if I brought them all, because I can't bring them all on this show. Uh, timing constraints. Anyways, <laughs> I was on the Boss Hog of Liberty. Um, we got to talk about. They got stuck on sports. Boring. Anyways, but it was uh, fun to get a lot of us in the same building together because because uh, a lot of us really haven't been together since the. I want to say like the middle of COVID and stuff. You know, uh, the picnic thing, or yeah, the picnic thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like right now, it's really hard because like uh, I'm the boss hog, Liberty Jeremiah. Just you know, for some reason, he can't stay in one city longer than like a week, so it's kind of hard to like you know do like big stuff like we used to do. But you know, that and we've all grown up and just moved on to do different things. But and then I was also on um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, just KJ things uh, mm-hmm. Twitch stream for in front of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where we go and we don't talk politics. We just talk video games. Great time, fun time over there. Mm-hmm. It was all we, you know. I'm on there on Tuesday nights. We do Stardew Value. Great time. Also stream on it. my yeah. Also stream on my private channel for that one. Um, mm-hmm. 
But the thing I want to discuss, which I kind of brought it up on that one, is kind of uh, kind of uh, splitting up. Like I want to talk about like splitting up the direction of the show. Um, to me, and talking with Dear Leader, I I'm considering like transitioning the our weekly show to a monthly show. You know, I think that us doing it every week, I think the shows are as special as they could be if they were just a monthly show. I think we probably could put more effort. We could be easier for us to gain content, make the shows bigger and better. Uh, personally, that's, and I want to transition into that. Uh, I'm not saying that this is going to start to be like, like you're not going to do another one in February. I'm not going to do that. Our, friend, <laughs> our people who listen to the show love this thing. This is just something we're putting out the ether. I'm going to work on it. And so if you don't like it, reach out to us. Tell us like, Hey, don't do this. Don't do this thing. Okay. Um, but you know, come after the, the second quarter of this year, if guys don't really like reach out to us, like, yeah, I'm transitioning this show to a, like a monthly show. We're just going to do first, first Monday of the month. And we're going to go from there. Um, I think, one, um, I think I need the extra time to do other things around my house. I got a, I got other projects I need to work on, um, too. I don't think I give this this show my all. I know I'm better, um, and like even this one, like so right now, right? I haven't did the show in what it was like three weeks, something like that. I feel energetic. I feel tons of energy right now. Like I could probably go for two plus hours. <laughs> when it usually like, okay, let me get through this over there. I feel like it's going almost going through the motions. I don't know about any of you. If you, any of you think I am wrong, you guys don't do that for me. Hey, going back was in the episode looking at some of that's what I saw for myself. Please um, force talk, talk freely. Like, if you I, think I'm I, insane, I, think I'm stupid. I, and instead of going like full like, once a month, I think. The, unless, unless we are increasing the length of the episodes, I doubt it. I think it would be better to do bi-weekly, uh, to do it tw- twice a month as it is once a month, because mm-hmm. that gives us two weeks to gather up a bunch of things. And since, since we're only going to do like an hour to an hour and a half still, mm-hmm. it would make more sense to do it every two weeks because that gives us time to, because that gives a, a solid amount of time of, we have two weeks of things we can talk about mm-hmm. and we can give our full time and effort into Okay. Plus the fact that you don't want to be if, if we're talking about current events, you want to be current, and then being once a month is going to be hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Like this, what we're going to talk about tonight. You know, if we waited three weeks to talk about it, yeah, it would be caring. over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true, true. I'll give you that. Yeah, but I, I think if we're going to do it scheduled of a hey, we're going to do it like twice a month, and then if something comes up that you really want to talk about, we would go mm-hmm. hey. Do you guys want to do an episode about this? I I want to talk about this. Here's the research I've already done. Let's talk about this. Hmm. I think that would make sense. I see that. I see that. Um, I think our fans will be okay as long as we we give them a consistent like content. They know that we mm-hmm. do that. And I think we can comfortably definitely do once a month. To me, every Monday is dragging on me. I I I don't know. Like when this. Sh- I don't know, like after we got over the, like the, <laughs> enough listeners and I realized like people are actually listening to the thing, I realized like I've got to put a lot of more care into this. You know, this is not just this, some goofy thing that I'm just hitting record on, hanging in with my <laughs> friends. I feel like I've got a little more responsibility to this thing. Um, King Lion of Lux says, to be, uh, every, two every two weeks. Yes, yes. Vincent has suggested every two weeks. Just, just, to be fair, 
to be fair. It's you just turning it on and just talking is what got us the listeners we have now. If you if you come a polished, produced podcast, then they may not be as enjoyable to the people we have. Right, because maybe people like the might appeal to other people, but Maybe people like the tangents we go on when we have a topic and we end up spending 20 minutes talking about something that's definitely not the topic at all. <laughs> Conservatively, yeah. That's a, okay. All right. All right. I, I see that. I see that. I see that. I see that too. I see, I see we all can play it by ear. We can do mm-hmm. what you want to do. It's fine. Whatever you I feel. Just, if you don't feel like doing a show, don't do a show. If you want to do it once a month, do it once a month. But I'm just saying, there's things to think about too. That, but I mean, your your mental health is the most important part. If you think you're draining yourself or not letting yourself be as in as engaged into it as you need to be, then take the time. That's fine. I'm sure I, our fans would rather have you engaged, yeah, and enjoying what you're doing than to feel like you have to do it. There is sometimes. Um, when I, we do the show or get ready or just doing prep for the show um, to borrow a line from a great man. Um, sometimes I feel like butter spread on uh, to, not enough butter spread on to too much bread. Um, that is all my fault. I will say that because I feel in my schedule. Like, I try to make sure there's like, I don't really have that much time time. So I try to like just have things. Right. <laughs> and I also realize that's a, detriment to a lot of some people around me because they try to like plan like hey you're really free no <laughs> <That's not> free. <laughs> you know I, something has to move to adjust and some people like are uncomfortable like well can you you know ask me like hey, oh no i can cancel this and they're like what, 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 what? you just canceled something like yeah I, I do this all the time it's not like you know it's and i also said like so when i do when i do cancel monday when we don't give like i i do feel bad but also got to the point of like this is just what we do every monday it's fine if i cancel once or twice but then i feel bad for people who expect an episode you know i will be able to say like hey i'm going to do one episode a month i'm going to do that first we're going to go ahead and do it and that's why and if we get bonus content everybody wins yeah, but I also see what Vince said. Like, if we don't do like do more than hours, so like if we did like the four hour episodes, we did that once a month, right? Right. If we did one longer, we did one longer one a month, but it wouldn't be on Mondays. Obviously, we'd have to schedule it some other time. <laughs> I still think we should do a Friday gaming streaming show where we just talk while we're gaming. I think people would like to, to watch that because not only would they be watching gaming content and we can be joking and laughing about that, but we'd also be talking about other topics too. Instead yeah. of just one or the other. Yeah, I like to drink though. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Harry what's wrong with that? Harry does just kind of say Look, shit when he starts they, to they are I'm going to tell you right now, I think, I think you would feel a lot better <laughs> if you would take up yoga. <laughs> As uh, <clears throat> Indiana's uh, yoga champion. Uh, <laughs> I'm hurt that you said that. Another award he gave himself. Whoa, whoa! No, whoa. no, he didn't give himself. I didn't he, give that. But he himself. won by default. But it's just neither the only that. man that competed in my age category or men period. So I'm the yoga champion. I may have the lowest points in the whole league. But I am still in my country, we call that we take those. I know the. Uh, <laughs> I'm lower than all three of the women that competed <laughs> from Indiana. <laughs> That's why I can't say Indiana's yoga chip. Indiana's men's. <laughs> 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 
Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Let's go. Just don't actually uh, don't actually feel bad, but then dinner will get in the way of that. Yes, yeah, because we do easually dinner on Friday, so we have to eat the back by at least eight or something like that. And then he earned. Yes, I did earn that title. Um, thanks, Scalcher. <laughs> um, the other thing with it is because Vince will tell you that I have said some uh, some <laughs> things. <laughs> That's an understatement. Uh, when I have been drinking, especially when we're playing pallets, I have said some unfortunate, well, fortunate things sometimes. I'm not saying that. Let, um, let's just say he had some. Those can be edited choice, for podcasts. Choice insults about, delivery. about people who are Patriots fans. I think our fan base would enjoy part. that. I will not go more into detail about what was said, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's leave yeah, I saw you guys were playing the other night, but I didn't see anywhere, so I, I didn't see on KJ's. So I just went ahead and went to sleep. Yeah, I'd rather not have Pip Pip Cheerio live on the internet forever. Yeah, it's probably a good thing that that uh, that, that didn't happen. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. 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 We got we, we got different hidey holes where we game at. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll if you see us online gaming, just like hey, where are you guys? I want a game too. You won't be the first nor the last person to go that that no. pings us. Hey, we're gaming. Like, <laughs> why do you think we game with these sometimes? Hey, would y'all do it? <laughs> <laughs> we gaming. I just figured anytime you turn the game up, he's on. Hey, what's up? <laughs> he only plays Paladin when he's, he's banned from playing. Overwatch. He's only plays Paladin when he's banned from Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, no, like yeah. even like but over no. the weekend, somebody painted Harry while we were watching anime, and it's like, hey, he wants to watch it too. So mm-hmm. that we made it, so we pulled him to watch with us. We could get four people play uh, play through Boulder Skate Three. That would be fun. We could, we could, we could, or five on five of Paladins. <laughs> We, it isn't saying that we have that many people <laughs> that we could well, at this point. He can't. He can't get banned from Overwatch because Overwatch isn't a thing. He's getting banned from Overwatch too. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Fact yeah. check. I got fact check live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Overwatch doesn't um, exist anymore. Um, actually, that is my new favorite game show. By the way, um, actually, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorites. <laughs> Either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean he he does just say stuff too. I mean, right. salty Paul is always entertaining to watch when we play yeah. Paladins. Hey, I mean it's been a while since I played. <laughs> <with Mason Duke. laughs> yeah, fact check. You're right. Overwatch doesn't exist anymore. Overwatch two. Hey, I have to. I have to say, I do have several edits under my belt for uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> and I'm actually known in the community a little bit because <laughs> I was there was a there. there was a this is a good story uh, a few years ago so there was a hoax that somebody had died and I was going in and protecting the Wikipedia page because people kept making the edit to say that mm-hmm. he had died no he hasn't mm-hmm. you know there's no proof of that yet let's wait Chris and Michael. one of the um, one of the uh, upper mods on Wikipedia had said something like. Hey, you're Ryan Hold from We Are Libertarians. It's great to have somebody on here that knows what to talk about or something. It was it was a, it was a nice thing that they said, but they recognized me from the show, and I was like, mm-hmm. 
okay, there's the one guy. (laughs) (laughs) I found him. Great. I have my one fan. You have more than one fan. I actually met one fan (laughs) in person where like at a convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chrissy brought said, "Hey, this guy's really a big fan of yours," and introduced me to him. And I could, and and you hear these stories about famous people and how fans meet them. You can tell that they are excited, but they don't know what to say, and it's really awkward. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's what this is like." Because <laughs> he was he was really nice, and he's just wanting to kind of talk to me, but he really didn't know what to say, and he just kind of like smiling and yeah, nervous, like, and kind of this is really cool. Like, I don't oh, know what to say. This is this is what that's like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. This is the other side. This yeah. is this is weird. This is this is what I was doing when I went up to John Casir about ten years ago and met him and talked to him for about thirty minutes. <laughs> it was cool because John really loved the fact that I knew who he was before the Crypt Keeper. Like I used to watch him on a show called Video Two Thousand when he was host mm-hmm. hosting. He's like, "Oh, let me tell you stories about that show because nobody ever asked him about that." He was telling mm-hmm. me about how the co-host on that show was the daughter of John Gotti or something, and it was all these. It was all a f- way to funnel money from the mob. <laughs> this is the best stories ever. God, and uh, so I had a good time talking to him. <laughs> the eighties. You never get those back. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's like right. eighty-two. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah no, I, I think uh, if we're going to to reduce the amount of episodes, I think twice a month would make sense. Uh, I I'm a no lifer, so Mondays or whatever. <laughs> I, I'm an extreme hey. lifer. Okay. <laughs> okay. My my schedule interactions with people outside of work are Mondays and Tuesdays. And Fridays and maybe Saturdays, but not never Sundays, never Sundays at all. My life is basically I'm sitting here anyway, so just give me a call. <laughs> I'm sitting here in front of my computer, the camera's sitting here, the microphone. I'm ready to go anytime. Just somebody give me a call. I went to Chris doesn't call no more. I don't get invited on BHOL. I don't get uh, <laughs> nobody. Nobody calls me, so you just want, make sure you give me a call. Are you wanting to drive out to the? Boss Hawk Studio. Oh, I would have. Yeah, I would have. It's the most important. This is where I drove to. If I got an invite, next because they want to come because they want to come on our show. They want us to come on theirs. So, so I'm not gonna get yeah Vincent on a (laughs) not Friday night. One, I've, once I give him the drop, we could have everybody in chill. Like, you in... want me to drive where? Nah. <laughs> we could have Liberty Chill there, well, it right? Depends on how far away it is. You know, the uh, one place I do want to go up for Liberty Chill one day is drive up to this uh, this weird place called Fort Wayne. They do a nice Liberty Chill once a month. I feel like driving up there and doing it one time. <laughs> yeah, break in and say, "Hey, you uh, stole our name." <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to like, I'm not going to like tell him. I'm just going to show up one day and just, just sit there and stare. <laughs> How dare you? Maybe we should. Oh man. Yeah. Do we have a lawyer we could pick up? Set up a <laughs> I know a great lawyer. His name is Seth Richardson. Mm. He's my personal lawyer. Mm-hmm. He writes all my stuff. Thanks. But no. Um, yeah. All right. He's all a right. little ski I said it's a transition, so maybe when we get to quarter two, we'll do the dual a month thing. And if I think it's too much, 
go from dual to one with this waterfall yeah, totally down sense. if need be. Or just totally keep, makes sense. Yeah. yeah oh, by me. the way, this is a real event. So if yeah, if you're in the Fort Wayne, Indiana area, they, they do actually do an event on the second Wednesday of the month out there. You know, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah imagine that's... doing something in the second Tuesday and then the second Wednesday. That sounds like too much. <laughs> too much. Harry. Can't do that. Sorry. Pass. It's <laughs> like this is too sociable. It's two so- two social events uh, two days in a row. Nah, hard pass. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, except next month because it's Valentine's Day. What? What? You know, you guys should do Valentine's Day. I would. You know, I I once did a. Uh, uh, do you think people show up at Liberty and Chill are going to be at Valentine's Day instead? <laughs> wow, right. I'll just call up the whole movement there. Um, Damn. <sighs> well, to, I mean, it, it's probably an underage place. Right? Yeah. Well, right. Probably have to be at least 18 to be there. Thanks, right? Um, fun to party, so. <laughs> 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 Reinhold over here giving Pac-Man facts like Scott Pilgrim and shit. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> did you know he was? Apparently, you can beat Tetris. That's what we found out this week too. Yeah. Yep. Reinhold uh, on, was on the NES in particular. Yep. Reinhold was destroyed by a 13 year old kid. He's been trying at that record uh, for decades. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever owned the right, Reinhold. Reinhold. I never owned a Super that. NES. I was a I was an arcade boy. Right, Reinhold. Jump straight to computers. Reinhold paid for that news reporter that that basically told the kid to go touch grass. I know. <laughs> Why don't you go that. outside? <laughs> oh man, that was hilarious. You go outside. She's getting so slammed. It's she's. <laughs> She said it as a joke, to be fair. Okay. It was a funny joke, a boomer joke, but still a joke. A boomer in an insulting <laughs> one, especially to a kid. <laughs> Go touch some grass. No, that joke is funny. I spent three hours a day playing. So, um, to be fair, it's a lot of time. <laughs> I mean, he is 13. <laughs> what else do you got to do? I saw it as a joke. I don't I maybe like maybe I'm oh, generous to some people. <laughs> I saw it as a joke. Like, good job. Touch some fucking grass. Or maybe because <laughs> I just see all these people who need to touch some effing grass and need to tell them to go touch some grass. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the follow. Thanks. Thanks, Gorky. But no, yeah. Yeah, that's just just how I am. Uh all right. So do we want to talk about you guys want to switch the conference? You guys going to oh, discuss you know? Because I we think we've switch. got it planned down mm-hmm. what we're going to do. No, we'll, we'll, set a, we'll set a full date and let people yeah. know exactly when we start. So the the official plan is we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. Uh, uh no. no. Uh, Scout I'm gonna need you to, to get rid of that uh bot, please. Uh uh, uh does he got it? Does he got it? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm gonna get rid of that, please. Let me go. But while we while we do that, we're gonna transition to this Cat Williams interview. So, Reynold, do you know who? He, I'm assuming you know who Shannon Sharp is at the very least, correct? I know who Shannon Sharp is, mm-hmm. but you don't know who Cat Williams is very much, right? Um, it wasn't he the guy that played in Grace American Hero? Oh, that's William Cat. Sorry. Cat Williams, yes, I know who Cat Williams is. He's a comedian. Yeah. So yeah. So 
For people who don't know, Shannon Sharp used to be a, is a Hall of Fame tight end who played for the Denver Broncos and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, after his playing career was done, he went into news to sports media where he got a name doing a, one of those hot take shows with Undisputed with Skip Bayless, uh, where a lot of it was him making fun of Skip Bayless for being a Cowboys fan. Uh, and he, did, he did some play by play and some the Sunday morning Sunday morning shows before that you know that sort of yeah thing but that's what really took him off and that's what a lot of people have known him for because of all of yeah, he's, his antics he's like yeah he's like the uh, the more legit Pat McAfee yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh, he while he was on Undisputed he made a YouTube channel where called Club Shay Shay where he interviews people uh, and talks to. And just talks to different celebrities. Uh, and he did an interview last week with Cat Williams. Um, people who know who Cat Williams is, he's a stand-up comedian. He's been a stand-up comedian for a long time. Most people know him probably as a pimp named Slickback from the Boondocks. Mm-hmm. Or if you watch Wild and Out, he was on that for like a long time. Like a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he like one of the more famous memes? Isn't that him? Potentially, yeah. Potentially, yeah. Why would why would they do this? Yeah. Why would this person do this after he shoots him? Isn't that mm-hmm. isn't that Cat Williams? I don't know. I don't remember. But he's what? also in like the Friday. Oh, you think? Next. No, no, that is not Cat. Williams. That's not Cat. No. Okay, I'm sorry. I just thought about like I I, I get those two guys confused mm-hmm. in my head sometimes because yeah, he was on Mike, yep. like the comedy Bang Bang or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. This yep. Monday, Mike on Friday after next, right? So he did. He went on this interview with on Club Shay Shay, which, as of checking before we went live, it was at thirty five million views. The whole three, almost three hour video, is at thirty five million views, which is Shannon Sharp's biggest interview he's done. He the closest thing he got was maybe like ten. But we brought Cat Williams on. He. The first 30 minutes is basically Cat Williams going, you interviewed all these people on your podcast and they were lying to your face and they were putting my name in their mouth. So I'm going to clear the record straight. Mm-hmm. And so for the first 30 minutes, he starts going in on like Cedric the Entertainer who stole one of Cat Williams big ending jokes that he did on television. Before on Kings of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh no, there's side by side evidence that people have receipts that side by side evidence. Uh, and and like Cedric, and there's also other evidence of people found that Cedric copied jokes from like TV shows from 1989, like Designing Women. Mm-hmm. There's a joke that he stole like verbatim from that show. Mm-hmm. He went off on Steve Harvey. Who also stole jokes from him? I was talking about how uh, the Steve Harvey show was basically keeping up with Mr. Hooper. Cooper. Mr. Cooper, yeah. He basically stole the entire Keeping Up with Mr. Cooper show. <laughs> it's, it's the exact it's same different. premise. It's, it's different. the exact same premise. Instead of him being a basketball player, he's a musician. <laughs> but they're still both the principal with a distinct tie, and and it's it's the same person. It's the same joke. <laughs> and 
he really just went in on a lot of the people like uh Ricky Smiley who claimed that he had a the role that Cat Williams had in Friday After Next and that they just switched roles and all this other stuff. Yeah. But it's that's what the, a lot of people are talking about is the him calling people out by their names mm-hmm. and the the things that he brought up like stuff like um Steve Harvey saying that he he didn't want to be a movie star, but as soon as Bernie Mac died, he called the producers of uh, Ocean's Eleven to take Bernie Mac's role in the movie, which people have receipts for. <laughs> that as soon as after Bernie Mac died, he tried to immediately jump in and take that role. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are talking about the, the calling people out by their name stuff. For me, I like the actual personal things and other things he talked about in the interview, but <laughs> stuff like him like giving money to like him being homeless mm-hmm. when he was 13 and him going to whenever he goes to certain shows, he takes a portion of the money he gets paid from the, the shows and puts it into the homeless community, mm-hmm. which the things I'm talking about in particular, people have have receipts and showed that he has done these things mm-hmm. in particular. So these things that I'm bringing up specifically are the, are validated by other people and stuff like him sending women to people's women on his staff to other people's comedy shows. And those women would give the performers money because he knows they weren't making a lot of money from their performances. So he would just give them money as like a, you did a good job. some young man. kind mm-hmm. of thing. So there's a lot more in that interview that is very interesting, but Hey, what did your thoughts you had on it? All right, so like let's touch on the first part because the uh, the kings of comedy, like so. I remember watching that special, mm-hmm. right? And uh, yeah, I always did think it was like so. One thing he also did comment is like, it was weird that they put Birdie like first and the rest of the West because yeah, Birdie was funnier than all of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And um, Granted, like Steve and Cedric was like the draw because, like, you knew them from, like from TV shows and stuff like that. But like, yeah, the, you know. But when you watch it, it's like Bernie was hilarious. <clears throat> but the thing with like they were saying about it because there's always been that air with between like Cedric the Entertainer and um, Steve Harvey because it just seemed after a while either they just either I don't know it was the same thing like uh, certain uh, other comedians after a while they just couldn't write or just couldn't do stand-up anymore for some reason. Something happened. Here's the problem. Dennis Leary. Mm-hmm. Bill Hicks died. So Dennis Leary didn't have any materials to you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, uh, man, that the Dennis Leary Bill Hicks one, I, I remember watching that. I was like, what are you talking about? Dennis Leary. So, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> And the thing was, Bill Hicks was so much funnier than this. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so much funnier, ten times funnier. Oh, but um, still no. sad. And then Ricky Smiley thing, the ring Smiley. I've never thought Ricky Smiley was was, uh, was funny. That man is corny. Listen to this man on the radio. That's a corny man. <laughs> the 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 him Cat Williams said he put in his contract that if he ever works with Ricky Smiley, he has to wear a dress in the next movie. <laughs> And the next movie they did, Ricky Smiley was in a dress. <laughs> I was like, God damn. <laughs> fuck, bro. <laughs> but yeah. he, he also touched on that whole thing uh, that's been in the 
the zeitgeist a lot that people talk about that um why do black men usually have to wear dresses in movies for no reason yeah that they uh, that, that a lot of black men get put in dresses and then I, for no reason yeah i don't understand well, I mean, that whole frustration like the focusing on about that in the black community look what they're doing i'm like a lot of comedians have to they put on dresses it's something in our comedy for some reason Sorry, Ryan, you were trying to say something? I, was, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I was just going to say, when you have Medea making a billions and billions of dollars, right? That's true. But just like, because uh, uh, I'm going to say, like, The Rock really started getting big when you put that dress on with Jessica Alba. But <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the, like the example Cat Williams gave that he was talking with. Uh, but it, with, is, um, it is weird. Lord. It yeah. is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he <laughs> but, was talking with Martin Lawrence, and that he said he was going to do the next movie with Martin Lawrence. And when he met up with him, Martin Lawrence goes, "We're going to do Big Mama's house too." And yeah. Cat Williams is like, "Why are you still in a dress? You already did the movie where you were in a dress. Can't we just be like dog catchers now? Why do we got to be women? I don't understand." Because it's called a sequel. It's yeah, what I know. Do. I know. It's what they want. It's I know. what the studios want. They're not very creative. Um. I don't believe in the whole Illuminati conspiracy. Yeah, I don't believe in the whole Illuminati conspiracy that they need to they need to put men in dresses for some mm-hmm. sort of ritual. Yeah, thing. That, that's exaggeration. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't buy into that. One. I mean, uh, there's there's a whole thing with uh, Bob Hope and being or not Bob Hope. It was a uh, Jack Benny and Bob Hope or whatever wearing mm-hmm. dresses and some USO thing, and it's just yeah. like they used to do it all the time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was just one one aspect of comedy they could throw out there and get a mm-hmm. cheap laugh. It's just what you right. right. And there's what about and uh, this whole thing like this gets you you know to this position. What about all the people who put dresses on that never got anything? Never got it. Yeah, you know? I mean, are we? Let's be careful because we're running afoul of previous topic on you know the network from an hour ago. So. <laughs> but <laughs> all I'm saying is, if you're gonna give me 200 billion, all I have to do is that. I'm sorry, I got limits. <laughs> Prance around right now. Let me, let me, let me go to Bloomingdale's. <laughs> if no one's touching me, I know one's gonna touch me. You know, mm-hmm. let's go. <laughs> I don't care. Sometimes, like, sometimes a man wants to feel pretty. Two and 200 billion. 200 million. Mm-hmm. I'll be pretty for 200 billion. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think the big issue is that the joke is that they're in a dress mm-hmm. and not that they're playing a character that works with this, right? Right? It's like the Monty Python people did dresses; it didn't matter. <laughs> but well, they they also, I think I think there's a lot of aspects in this whole thing too. Is that mm-hmm. some people say, okay, be in a dress because it's funny on a a level of being homophobic as opposed to when Monty Python did it was because they played all the characters and that's right, what they did. Exactly. They, they would do that for, for that bit, but it wasn't because it was funny to see men in dresses. Right. So there's, there's a different take on why you're doing it. Right. Right. I mean, it's just like a lot of people say you can't do certain things, you know, but then you have Robert Downey Jr. doing it in Tropic Thunder, and it's okay because of the way it's done and right. who you're making fun of. Right. That's what the, the key is. Um, you, I keep hearing every time I see people doing like reactions to Tropic Thunder or 
Blazing Saddles, and I keep hearing, well, you could never make that movie now. Yes, you could make that movie now if you do it right. If it's done in the right way, it's fine. Mm -hmm. But you can't use it in a way that's trying to be funny at the expense of somebody else or some Mm -hmm. other group of people, as it were. There's actually something very interesting that he said in that, because he was talking, because Shannon asked him a question about, you know, Cancel culture and it being a different time and it, like stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of the jokes that like Eddie Murphy and Richard Pryor did, they couldn't be done now because it's a different time, whatever. And Cat Williams goes, That doesn't matter. Th- like, yeah, they can't say that now. They would have made a different joke. They're just good comedians. It doesn't yeah. matter. Well, mm-hmm. society changes. So you yeah, make exactly. the difference. That's exactly what he's Comedy is about pushing edges of, of society. Mm-hmm. And when the edges of society change, you, you change your focus on where you're doing your comedy at. You don't. You know, it's going to always be a little different because mm-hmm. society's different. Right. But you're still pushing those boundaries. You're still hitting those edges, but you've right. got to do it in the right way. It's like George Carlin had said that if when he was talking about Andrew Dice Clay, it's why he didn't like Andrew Dice Clay is because Andrew Dice Clay was punching down instead of punching up. Mm-hmm. You punch up to authority. You punch up to people who deserve to be made fun of, not people who don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that and that's where you have to find the line at. Right. Yeah. Basically, what he said in, in the interview was that, like, there are, there are things that we said, and then then the words and things change, and you got to change with it. Mm-hmm. The, it just changes. So that's not acceptable anymore. So you change. If you're yeah. a good comedian, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, but I mean, he also said, about, don't, you don't want to use words also to, like, to hurt someone. He, right. he said that. Like, you don't do this. If this word hurts yeah. somebody. So, like, they don't use that word. Just get find a different word, do something else. You know, talking people like I said I know. when people talk, I keep talking about Blazing Saddles. It's like, like we couldn't make that movie today. I said that almost couldn't be made then. Mm-hmm. I mean, that movie got shelved twice because of it. The only reason that it went through is because Richard Pryor wrote that dialogue, right? And he was involved in the writing of that movie, mm-hmm. and that gave it the seal of okay. And if you notice, Mel Brooks never says that word yeah. <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. He always he's always avoiding it because he yeah. wouldn't do it. The yeah. guy at the beginning of the movie who first says the N word, the hard R, mm-hmm. um, did not want to do it. Mm-hmm. He refused to do it, and Cleavon Little had to tell him it's okay mm-hmm. for him to feel comfortable enough to do it for the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean that movie, and yeah, and it, that's my my whole thing about. And I'm going off on a minor rant here, but. Um, I've been thinking about this for a long time. It's it's frustrating to watch people yelling about cancel culture when you go back and look at people like Tom Lehrer, who was arrested for the things he was saying, right? You have people, uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian came out, and there were death threats. There had to be people stationed there to protect them when they were going to the opening because people were going to kill them for making that movie. It was not shown in several theaters in England. It was banned. And it's like, that's canceling culture. Not, not, oh, we don't like what you had to say, so we're not going to support it. Right. That's how things work. When, you, when you're talking about using the police to actually arrest people mm-hmm. for what they say, that's the other level. That's what it really frustrates me is the same people who are you complaining about cancel culture now were the ones who were supporting doing that stuff then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just the whole side yeah. rant. It, yeah. it, it really depends upon the, the idea of satire. The key to satire is that you're punching down, punching up, not down. And um, you're making fun of ideas and societal norms and 
uh, people in power. You're not picking on people who are already having a hard enough time in life as it is. That doesn't, that doesn't work. Nobody's going to like that. Yeah. Yeah, The other thing with the interview, which was really neat was when Kat did the, when they were talking about uh, when they went like Wanda Sykes and Wanda Smith. Mm -hmm, Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that interview. I forgot all about that whole incident and the guns being pulled and everything like that. Completely forgot about this. So, uh, Cat Williams goes uh, on this uh, radio show interview in Atlanta with this woman named uh, Wanda Smith, which is now that interview is blowing back up again. Yeah. <laughs> And it was basically like so. Uh, this uh, radio show, uh, like a uh, uh, right hole, was basically just telling was apparently, t- apparently, which we found out in an interview that was called like, "Oh, we're not going to talk about any of the personal stuff. We're going to concentrate it on the you're you're winning the award for the Atlanta TV show and the show that you're doing here in Atlanta, right?" And it wasn't like that. Like, it was like jail, money issues, blah 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 blah, just hitting with things, and well. <sighs> Cat's a comedian that does great things off the dome and proceeded to roast her. And she tried to roast back and realized he's in a different league. <laughs> you never heckle the comedian. That's what they do for exactly. a living. That's you what don't do right. that. And 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 Shannon goes, Why why did you do that? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'm a comedian. That's what I do. He's like, <laughs> job. I, I, my my job isn't to care about your feelings, it's to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. And if yep. you're gonna come after me. My job is to make people laugh. So I'm going to go in. I know. So yeah. I'm Rickless Grass. If she had any sense, she should have just took <laughs> the L and the money and just kept yeah. running ads on it and just let her go get roasted for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. I'd have been like, damn. Bring my tax return in here. Give that to him. All right. Let's go. <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Uh, hold on. That's one of my favorite read. things. I can do this ad read. <laughs> I love watching those video, the video clips on YouTube, but you can watch people watch um, good comedians just destroying hecklers because it's why are you still talking? Shut up. Yeah. He's going to kill you. Yeah. I'm going to a comedian. I'm going to a comedy show this Friday night, so I can't go out with you guys this Friday. (laughs) Go to a comedy show. And uh, I told this person, like, I'll go with you, but like, if you heckle, I'm going to act like I don't know you. Like bro, I'm I'm out, not touching that. Bro. And what's I'm funny is that, that a lot of a lot of people, a lot of comedians these days are making their bones by doing crowd work in their show now mm-hmm. and putting that on you because that was I had a friend of mine who was a comedian and he always would get upset when he would go on radio shows, including one that we know very well, mm-hmm. and they would want him to do his act on the show, and he's like, right. No, I'm not going to do my act on the show. You come see me, you'll see the act. Mm-hmm. So now what to get around to what they're doing is they're doing crowd work and then putting clips of that mm-hmm. on TikTok and getting the attention. And that's how Matt Reif got so big because his crowd work was actually mm-hmm. really, really well done. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Arcuri is one of my favorites at that. He watching his crowd work is, is awesome. He's because he's, he's never mean about it. He's always very upbeat and, and happy and joking around and self-deferential. So he's one of my favorites at all that. Mm-hmm. Uh but that that's what they're doing now in order to so you end up getting comedians doing a lot more crowd work than they used to do for yeah. that for that purpose because they know they can put that up there and get get views and free advertisement for it um so by the way there's uh, there's a lot more there's a lot more chances for getting heckles in that mm-hmm. because you're talking to the crowd more you're you're interacting with them more you'll get people throwing stuff back but 
my favorite ones are the ones that play along with it. Like Jeff was after somebody the other day and was saying something about her name. Some woman's name was Margaret or something like that. And he was like, Oh, so you drive a bus. And they asked her what she did. And she goes, I'm a bus driver. And it's like, and then she said, no, I'm not really. And he's like, I love the fact that you just went with it and, and was okay with the joke and play and, 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 and turned right into the joke. And we had a good time for it. You know, that was, that's the kind of th- stuff that they like to see, but, yeah. No, don't don't try to fire back at those guys because yeah. they will. Oh yeah, just come at you. What were you gonna say, Harry? No, I'm just gonna say that. Uh, yeah, the I'm just saying the comedian I'm gonna go see is Bo Johnson on Friday. It's fine. Okay. But no, yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. Who's open? Hmm? Uh, is there an opener? The, yeah, there is an opener, and I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, <laughs> but there's a. <laughs> There's a there's a lot of stuff that he touches on in that interview. Um, he talks about how him being homeless affected his part, his mm-hmm. perspective on people. That mm-hmm. him seeing that it was just that it was doctors and lawyers and everybody out there mm-hmm. that is just one wrong move led him to to be that. It kind of changed his worldview on things. That like mm-hmm. when he wanted to learn about a religion, he would go to the the religious house of prayers and talk to them and figure then that's how he got, got to know all the different religions. Cause he would go, go specifically to like a mosque or a synagogue or whatever and talk to them and get to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of stuff about he, he has 10 kids. Uh, nine of them are foster kids, which is because he wanted to give back to people that need it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the very interesting stories uh, was something that was brought up from Friday after next because he was talking. Uh, Shannon Sharp brought up something that Terry Crews said on when he interviewed him is that Cat Williams was was homeless during Friday after next, and Cat Williams basically said that he lived in his trailer mm-hmm. during Friday after next, and that he d- really needed the money because his young kid at the time dropped his chain on his teeth and broke his front teeth and he needed to have dental surgery that he could not afford (laughs) at the time. And that, that movie gave him enough to be able to take care of it and be able to continue living on besides just being homeless and stuff. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. You missed You should go back, at least watch some of the clips of the interview. It is. uh, Sounds like he's saying a lot of things that I've said people should do as opposed to sitting on and pontificating about how other people are doing wrong things and they should, you know, pull them up by the brute strips and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, you understand life can hit you hard. Mm-hmm. I'm somebody who can, you know, attest to that okay. where you think you're on this trajectory and then something out of the blue mm-hmm. comes and just destroys everything for the next 20 years of your life without, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm without as much of a buy your leave, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we don't care. So everybody's going through stuff and everybody's Mm -hmm. trying to deal and you need to have a little more grace. Yeah. Um, Um, Elon Musk is going to make it so we can pull ourselves up from the bootstraps because we'll be on (laughs) Mars with no gravity. (laughs) What's funny is pull, pull, pull yourself up by your bootstraps was originally a diss at the people who were saying that you should be able to Pull yourself up. like it used to be a mockery, yes. And they took it and made it something that, like, they think is an is a good thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Just like the um, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. That's a is it actually an insult? Mm-mm. Yeah. 
Trust me, I know. Uh, that's why <laughs> that's I tell- my life in general. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I tell people like uh, I master one thing. I just dabble in everything else. <laughs> but um, well, that's an old Dallas thing too. Is you're supposed to be like pick one thing and just be the best at it. You know, don't mm-hmm. try to be okay in a bunch of things. It's like yeah. You and Ryan I disagree Holt, there, but Brian holds <laughs> mid max D and D characters. It's Dallas. I'm a cleric. Brian Holt, this is mid max crap. <laughs> I, I heal a hundred points of heal. <laughs> well, I, at level actually, three, I get extra points because I only have two fingers, but enough to grab my I, uh, my, my mace. <laughs> I brought the space over from my other game and my other character, so you have to accept <laughs> it, and it's got a plus. Anyway, yeah, I know. The, there are guys like that. I'm deaf in my left ear, but that's where I hold my shield. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there, there's some more things in the interview. There's a lot of people that he just kind of the passing comments about. Um, one of the things that was said that a lot of people are misinterpreting. That I feel like they're following what he was talking about. He was talking about Jonathan Majors, mm-hmm. right? And he was talking about how it's weird how so, how society and like the entertainment business went out of their way to basically push him as a very handsome man when those traits are usually traits that were degraded and a lot of people didn't think were attractive for a long time uh because because of how he looks that that a lot of entertainment just kind of really pushed him to be like this thing that a lot of people usually said was wasn't conventionally attractive and he made a lot of jokes about that he's like like mm-hmm. he looks like my dad how, how do you think my dad's attractive and stuff like that and then he talked about how like um he got removed from marvel and he's like mm-hmm. you can't you can't get on the bad side of marvel marvel will make it so you can't even read a comic book <laughs> let alone be in, Did, in a movie can we also just appreciate that marvel went went Waited up until conviction before getting rid of him. I thought that yeah. was yeah. not the <laughs> allegation. I want to give a mm-hmm. shout out to this with that. I have a small thing about that, though. I mean, so uh, you say they what's different? Oh. No, what's different between what he did and what um, what's his name? Um, I just had it on tip of my tongue. I can't what, think of it. Uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny Depp. What Johnny Depp did. They didn't wait for to like think what's the court. Well, United States court. No, he used to beat her up at the house. I mean, it was yeah. That that whole trial thing was like, oh yeah, he got exonerated. He got exonerated for what she sued him for. Yeah. But it was established pretty definitely that he used to beat the crap out of her. They both used to beat the crap out of each other. They're both right. But but what I'm saying is that why is it? Why is he back in movies and everybody's loving him now? When you know. Depp fans will love Depp. John Heard fans like Heard fans. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of how it. What about, what about Majors fans? Why isn't he? I mean, I think he was. He, Does it just uh, happen? The only Heard yeah. fan, I uh, only uh, Majors fan I am is. I thought he was great in Creed. I think he was trash in all the other Marvel movies. He does not make me want to watch. I thought he was excellent, all, but yeah, Creed as, is pretty good as Kang. <laughs> I, I thought he was superb if, as Kang. If the, his character in Creed was in Marvel, I'd watch that. Since <laughs> it's not. Nah, but, uh, <laughs> Seriously, I, I I don't know. Everybody's like, talking about oh, you can just because it's a variant, you can always just replace it with someone else. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know if anybody else has the chops to pull off what he was doing with with Kang. I thought that was very well done what he was doing. 
Yeah, so, but it was more. Who's gonna bring the rock? Who's gonna bring the rock in? Yeah, probably. I mean, honestly, honestly, <laughs> probably, probably that that is something that they would do. And you say that as a joke, that's something they would do. Either that or Kevin I Hart. I know. Probably gonna, Kevin, you you probably, know they're gonna bring in Kevin Hart instead. You know it's gonna know. be Kevin Hart as, as Kevin. But <laughs> Kevin Hart is uh, as Doctor Doom, but have. <laughs> The Rock at the Doom Bots. <laughs> uh, but that's my Doom Bot. <laughs> it's an exact clone. Yeah. The clone. <laughs> but uh, there, there was there's a lot of things he put out there. There's some choice quotes that he said mm-hmm. that he said. Uh, Shannon asked about Cedric the Entertainer. He said that Cedric isn't funny. He's like, he's like, so you think Cedric? I was like, no. The world thinks Cedric Entertainer isn't funny. He has four stand-up specials. You can't watch it on Netflix or Tubi. <laughs> like, there, there are nowhere to be seen. The only buddy thinks he's a, he's good is himself, right? Right. And uh, one of the best quotes is that you have an unnatural allegiance to losers, and mm-hmm. that's not like you. <laughs> and it's so... It's Damn. such a good quote. It's a good quote. Just to, just to put on people mm-hmm. and stuff like he, like as a winner, you can't let losers rewrite history to be winners. Mm-hmm. Because, <coughs> because, <laughs> because they were taking his jokes and doing stuff and saying things that weren't true. How you know Steve Harvey said that he had too many too many things going on to do stand-up anymore, Mm -hmm. but another proven thing is that he did do a stand-up battle against Cat Williams and lost and stopped doing stand-up comedy. That was, that has also been proven. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's just what I think. Um, There are some uh, things that he messed, I think he messed up on. Um, Mm -hmm. I would like to say, issue a fact check called Daniel Ratcliffe a hobbit. <laughs> clearly lies you would. You don't know your Lord true. of the Rings, cat. That's true. Yeah, that, he did That's say the that. whole meme that people uh, yeah. keep getting yeah. Daniel yeah. Elijah Wood and the Ratcliffe and yeah, stuff. That's the funniest yeah. thing. Just cause, <laughs> that's what Daniel Ratcliffe's like, like always signing Elijah Wood's signature on stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah like that that whole the whole reason we brought that up is that like how how people just play themselves in roles, mm-hmm. and when he he Which, purposely divorces himself from the character before he makes the before he goes in the role of the character, mm-hmm. he doesn't just want to play himself. Which is true because I can picture Cat Williams' characters in movies. I remember that any movie like when he goes like that's not my white baby. I can remember the scene. <laughs> I have no idea what movie that's from. Right. <laughs> Right. I'm a grown man, Damon. You gotta say the whole thing. This got tribe called Quest. That that character is not light skinned, he's rice skinned, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But, but okay. yeah, like there's a lot there's there's also a lot of positive things we talked about. Um I also dislike when he was talking about uh going into strip clubs and looking down on the women that work there thinking they're either like on drugs they have issues or addicts mm-hmm. or habits do some women there like yeah but not all of them most of them are about their cast they're all small most all of them are small businesses on stage they're mm-hmm. dancing and a lot of them are about their cash they have 
accountants. Mm-hmm. They've got all the accounting machines. So uh, I, I I get that. I also get what. Uh, but the point that he was making was that because he purposely hires a lot of women in mm-hmm. his staff, he would go in, find a woman he would like, and immediately hire her, and she wouldn't be in the strip club anymore. Right. Yeah. But, but that probably... was that was the other. Uh, that was like not the whole thing. He was talking yeah. About. That's yeah. what he was trying to establish. Yeah. But that's one that's probably not either didn't want to be in the first place or not making much money doing that. Right. So that's the one you get because some of them you can make a plenty of money working, especially with. <laughs> What club they're at? Well, I mean, I, you know, I've known a, you know, a few, um, and there's there's different reasons for doing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of them I talked to was she was just like, I'm going to college, and this is the only way I can pay for it. Mm-hmm. It's the only mm-hmm. time it gives me the time of the day and I could do mm-hmm. it. Gives me the money to pay for it without having to take out loans mm-hmm. and take care of my daughter at the same time because she yeah. didn't sleep at. The, you know, it was the it was the perfect time for her to do the job. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't opposed to doing it. That's the other oh. thing too. She didn't have a. Oh. A, 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 it wasn't like she was murdering people. Sick yeah. by doing yeah. it, you know, she ain't murdering she people. It. Nah, right. She ain't yeah. murdering people. That's why I tell people like I can't really do that. It's not murder. It's not right. Rather than um, murder just, people, just so everybody knows, no, the stripper doesn't want to go home with you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think she is in <laughs> no. you or likes you or wants to go home with you, you need to leave. Yeah, stop. Just stop. You're getting your wallet cleaned. Yeah, yeah. You're getting cleaned so, out. So this uh, this podcast dropped, and there's a lot of criticism that got thrown at the podcast at both Shannon Sharp and Cat Williams mm-hmm. because a lot of people missed the whole part of him going, uh, "God damn it, Paul, I fucking hate you." <laughs> it's a spy a spy family reference, <laughs> but um, he. Because Cat Williams prefaces it by saying that he's going after people who said bad and negative about him. He was going back and going back at them. Uh, a lot of people saying, like, why are you doing this to other black comedians? This is this is uncool. Shannon, you should have cut him off. Why are you doing like like this is uncalled for? A comedian should be together, working together to boost both whatever. There's a lot of there's a lot of that criticism that came out. Uh Kat even addressed some of it in the interview where he's talking about, you know, there are not uh, like 90% of the people he's working with are opponents. Like it, it, he he asked Shannon that it when he was a Denver Bronco was he friends with the Cowboys on the other side? No. Then that's how he feels about a lot of co- comedians that they're technically competition. The people who are complaining about saying that the comedians should stick together those weren't other comedians were there because no other comedian thinks that way. <laughs> right. Not that I know. I mean, I mean the comedians are that did, that for did. themselves. And they're always ripping on other people who think they are better than or were or you know or jealous of or whatever. I mean, there's there's so much rivalry in the uh, yeah. stand-up comedian circuit. Mm-hmm. Right, it's un- it's unreal. If you listen yeah. to him talk, I used to, like I said, I had a friend of mine who was a comedian. I used to go out with him when he was in show. I would always goes out with the other comedians too. I'd go and hang and hang out with them. I would hear them talking. They are not like <laughs> kumbaya. Right. Yeah. organization yeah. which is good i like because like i'm way too nice to be a, a stand comedian i would have got up on stage try to be nice to everyone failed the next night i'll be on some like right-wing <laughs> podcast you know <laughs> i do be fair though i mean they will they will help each other out right i i they will they will um definitely do that and they will uh, older comedians will take younger ones under the wing and, and train mm-hmm. them and mentor them and there's that stuff that goes on 
But at the end of the day, if you do something wrong, you're not, nobody's going to protect you in right. the, in the comic field. And if you're stealing jokes, mm-hmm. you are going to be the ostrich. You could be ostracized out of that. Exactly. I mean, look how fast it, how, you know, look at what happened to Carlos Mencia. I mean, well, that you don't, took a while. You can't keep ta- It took a while before it became super public. It was always known in the comedian circles though. Mm. Everybody knew that uh, uh, within the comedian circles that he was stealing jokes. It just took a while before they admitted it publicly that somebody, it, it got depressed that it got. Right. Yeah, that's like um, Amy Schumer. I remember like, I heard a joke from her one time. I sat there and like, I heard that one off of MTV. That's a Bobby Lee joke. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, granted, I couldn't like, I just know I've heard from watching my MTV and I just couldn't find a clip. And I remember right. watching Amy Schumer do it. Like that's yeah. Bobby Lee joke. Now you have to be careful. You do have to be careful because there are times where people will write jokes for other comedians. Mm-hmm. Right. That they've done, but they would sell yeah. the joke to them. Yeah. So they're not stealing that joke. They are paying for it. That's mm-hmm. fine. But yeah. So if you hear somebody do another person's joke, it doesn't necessarily mean he stole it. But so, you find out pretty quickly when who's stealing jokes. You'll the, you can hear the scuttlebutt. The one of the, the, the examples that Cat Williams definitely gave that I've seen the side by side of, which is it's damning, is that Cat Williams did uh, the the closing joke that Cedric Entertainer stole from Cat Williams um, that he did on Kings of Comedy. Mm-hmm. Basically, Cat Williams did a joke about like having like this expensive luxury car that breaks down. And the whole mm-hmm. thing is that he has like he does he pantomimes the whole car turning on, rocking with mm-hmm. the car, and the car dying, and then happen him with the music still playing, him having to push the car, and mm-hmm. then Cat Williams talks about the story that he does that joke. He meets up with Mark Curry. Mark Curry helps him workshop that joke. He makes that joke even better. Cedric sees him do that joke. Mind you, this joke was on television at this point mm-hmm. on BET in the nineties. Yeah, in the 90s before the King's Comedy. And then Cedric did the same joke, but turned the car into a spaceship. And it's the exact same mannerisms and the way and how he's setting it up and how he starts the car. And it's basically the exact same joke. And Cat Williams talked about how Cedric came to him, apologized, they talked about it, and they were good. And then when he did the interview with Shannon Sharp, said that he didn't steal the joke. Say that, oh, I didn't steal it. I don't, that. That's that's not. That's, that's not. That's, that's a misunderstanding. That's not what happened. Did you? Did you? Did you hear? See the um, um, uh, what's the show with uh, Howie Mandel on it? Where they do, do the star searchy type thing? I can't remember the American Idol. I think it's not. Yeah, America's Got Talent. talent. Yeah, America's got like talent. That, yeah, yeah. They yeah, had a comedian on there. Mm-hmm. It was funny because they had a comedian on there who told a joke, and Howie stopped the show. Or, or wasn't so much stop shows after he did the bit. He said, uh, I, I, you, I know that you stole that joke. In fact, the person you stole that joke from is our warm up guy. It was Frank Nicotrino, I guess, was on the side and he's the one that does the warm up for the show. And he pointed him out and told him to come up. He says, You stole his joke and just told it live on every, on the show in front of him. <laughs> I mean, and, and went off on him. I guess how he just, just laid into him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, Shannon asked him a question about why stealing the joke was was such a big thing. It was like, why why is that a big deal? It was like, I spent like two hundred hours workshopping, getting this to exactly where I wanted it to be. It's my best joke. It's the joke I close my shows on, and then he just takes it wholesale. Yeah, and the worst part is that he so and and this dovetails into something else. The 
now that somebody else who's maybe a little bit bigger has done the joke, he can't tell the joke now because he will be accused of stealing the other person's joke. Mm-hmm. And it's like what James Summerton did with all the people we were talking about before, where these people are trying to get known. They're trying to get their name out there. They're, they have ideas and they worked hard on, mm-hmm. and now they are getting no recognition for it. Yeah. And, and he's taking all of the money for that. They should have been getting, and it's the same kind of thing. You're stealing their lot, you know, everything from them yeah. at exactly. that point. It's, it's the whole thing that they, they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of people like there's a lot of criticism that was thrown at Shannon's way for letting Cat Williams talk because Cat Williams is just going, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, just, yeah, and there's, nothing could, there's nothing he could do to just mm-hmm. stop him from just going. Well, you don't want to stop when somebody's on a roll like that. Exactly. You let them exactly. go. Yeah, you just exactly. let them go. You feed them. You keep okay. Okay, now what? What happened next? Or you know, you you get mm-hmm. that out of them because it's very well, rare to get an interviewer to be mm-hmm. that open. Yeah, actually yeah. talk about that stuff. There are, most people when they go to interviews are so couched and closed off. Right. You get somebody who's talking, you let him go. Right. And yeah. and Kelly's talking about the reason he wanted to go on that podcast is because of that. And he wanted to he had been a fan of the Club Shay Shay things. He's watched him and do the interviews. He liked his interview style and he wanted to go in there and make it as Cat Williams says that he wants to make this a podcast of truth because truth needs to be told. He said, like, I don't know why liars lie, they just do. <laughs> and I don't understand why they do it. They just lie, and liars are going to lie. Liar. <laughs> liars are just going to lie, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, yep. I don't know why they just do it. Yep. But it is a very interesting interview. There's a lot of things I did not expect because I only saw originally only saw the clip of him calling people out. Then I listened to the whole thing. We get into his life and a lot of the other mm-hmm. less superficial things he put into it. Um, there's it's a it's a solid thing to to watch. I watched somebody they talk about reviewing it, and he they basically said if this came out uh, last year, it would have been on his best movies of the year <laughs> because because it because it, it's a podcast that held his attention for almost three hours, and that's something that you that's impressive. You got to be cool with that. The the people criticizing all the time. It's it's ridiculous because he had because Shannon had to address it several times of mm-hmm. on his other show because he does like a, a show called Nightcap with Chad Ochocinco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he talks about some of the criticism he got from doing the podcast, some of the things that like not stopping cat, why mm-hmm. he let him talk about this kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. why he let him call these people out when you had them on your show, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And he's like I I he wanted to be a guest. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell him no. Mm-hmm. And this is a part of the thing. We he wanted to talk, he let him talk. That's what I want to do. Right. Why would you stop him? Just I mean, right. I, you had somebody on the show once, and he's talking about somebody. That used to be, why would you care? Why would you stop that? I mean, I don't understand why the thinking is is that why you would, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're trying to be real and have interviews, right? We're not right. trying to. It's a weird. All be nice to each other. It's a weird thing that I've definitely seen a trend of because, like, it's the same stuff that happened with um, Keith Lee, the food reviewer, when he reviewed stuff from Atlanta, and people saying mm-hmm. that how dare he give negative reviews for mm-hmm. stuff in Atlanta, and there's like you need to support black businesses as a black man. Why would you do that? Yeah, but it's a whole. Like bad. You don't want him to. You you know. Right, but that's a why whole would you, why would you treat him differently? 
They're black. That's a whole different yeah. cultural conversation that I'm just like, yeah. like I don't even know where to start on that. <laughs> but it's it's a interesting watch if you if you should give it a give it a listen if you have easy just put it on in the background. You can find clips. See, there's a lot of things you talk. I need to about. find if anybody's reacted to. The oh, there's plenty of people that's reacted to it. It's, I haven't seen it pop up on there's, there's, shut up. there's some reactions. There's side by side clips. Yeah, some people, people finding fact check retreat receipts. Yeah. And then there's some people trying to call Cat Williams out, saying that oh he stole jokes, right? Which is like okay, all right, this is gonna get interesting. It is, it is something you have to be careful of. If you accuse somebody of stealing, you better not have any record of you doing it. Yeah. Right. So, like, he still jokes, you know. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of stuff that's going to come out of this. That's mm-hmm. vi- It's one of those few moments in time kind of things of everybody's talking about this. Everybody's mm-hmm. looking at stuff. Everybody's digging into, you know, Steve Harvey and him, him saying that he was homeless for three years. Mm-hmm. Which he wasn't. Literally, his second wife confirmed that he was never homeless. <laughs> for because he was just lying for no reason. Because mm-hmm. he would have been homeless between 1989 and 1990. <laughs> 1987 and 1990. But he just wasn't. <laughs> you know, just, yeah. just outright lies for no reason. I know. Yeah. But, yeah. but it was also interesting like all like the different history of, of Cat Williams. Because like he mm-hmm. to me, he's always been hilariously funny and he's right. He always crafted these characters to himself and Honestly, like the second Friday movie was on, you know, on his back and Terry Cruz's back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Friday after next, yeah, yeah. yeah well, you said Chad Ochocinco. Is that the actual Ochocinco? Yeah, like he does the show. Yeah, yeah. Shannon, Shannon, oh, and yeah. the how, wide receiver. Chad how Ochocinco. many Ochocincos do you know? Hey, I there. I can see people trying to steal and glom <laughs> onto that name. I see people no, do that with other names all the no, time. It, it is. It is Shannon Sin. Sharp, okay. the tight end. And Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, the wide receiver for the Bengals. <laughs> I was him in like a decade. I was just wondering what happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, they do I just, Brad was like, oh, the Ochocinco family, the farm next door. Duh. <laughs> God, well, uh, I did. There are people who tried using that name. Let me tell you. Brad was yeah. gonna, is that your last name? Is it Reinhold Ochocinco? <laughs> <laughs> is, know, Chad, Chad did have a great joke because Shannon was talking about all the views that he got, and his interview with Chad got like six million. And Chad goes, "Thank you guys. Like I was behind on my child support. Now I'm caught up. Thank you. Thank I appreciate. You. It. Thank you. I appreciate Good. it. Got me out of the like, years, 2024. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> black man supporting black man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Foley needs to do that. Get himself out. <laughs> Hashtag in the rears, please donate. That should be the news. <laughs> that's what we were talking. That's a the one thing I, I was I got knocked out of my head. We were talking about being able to tell jokes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Dana Gould has a great thing a bit in one of his stand up specials where he's talking about you know you can't joke about this, you can't joke about that. He says, "Well, let's prove that. I, I'll make a jo- I'll make three jokes. One about rape. One about nine eleven. One about." And it was like three things, and he made the jokes, and they were hilarious jokes, and they weren't offensive, mm-hmm. but they were about it was it was like you got to know how to do it. That's what I'm saying. That, and mm-hmm. he did he proved that very well in that bit. 
Right. Before this episode gets too long in the truth, look at you guys over here trying to push the barrier. Look at you. See. I was ready to talk about this I movie. Do- We're going to talk about it. I'm like, let's go. I'm- do, do we have like two minutes to talk about one other thing? What 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 is it right home? Did you see the uh the Summerton apology video? <laughs> the one that the now deleted Summerton apology video. No. They made he came back and video. made an apology video. Oh, God. And deleted it within two hours. He he, he no, immediately he immediately decided to play started emotion. He's like, I, I just came, I just came out of the hospital and I was having a a mental break and I'm and it's really hard, guys. I'm sorry. It's it's bad. I still want to make movies and I want you guys it's to trust you guys me and bullied this man he, for and, and then he kept bla- he still kept blaming other people and he was he was trying to throw his other the other writer he tried throwing him under the bus a little bit. He, yeah. he was trying everything except take responsibility and mm-hmm. people just destroyed him for it. And within two hours he had it deleted again. <laughs> He was deleted like, and then he posted like a text apology about damn. deleting his apology. It was it was bad. <laughs> it was oh. like something off the boys. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, we, we may never hear from him again. I don't know. It, it, it was like off of South Park with BP. Well, We're, mm, sorry. We, We're sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> I know it's one of those like, dude, just just go under for a few years. Don't stop talking about it. Go you know, away. Look, 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 it, look. He's look such at, a narcissist. I don't know if he can. That's why I'm saying Phil he might DeFranco. be back another week. You can bounce two. back. Phil DeFranco bounce back. Okay. Yeah. And now he bounced back. He also openly admits that. Yeah, I used to be cringe as fuck. Mm-hmm. You can bounce. <laughs> yeah, and his his reward is getting it. people ripping him on his wedding photos now, though. So that's the only Man. bad thing about that. I mean, eh. Man. But still, <laughs> I'd rather that than him being ripped about being cringy and terrible before, and him openly admitting that he used to be. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like I so to me, like I will, I may, uh, like I will respect him as long as he doesn't ever take that content down. It stays up there, yeah, forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like he, and, and he and he admits that he did it. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But and thank you, YT Watchdog, calling him out. YT, you, YT Watchdog, wherever you are, YouTube needs you again. Come back, YouTube needs YT Watchdog again. Yeah, yeah, because I have H Bomber. He's out there. Don't don't worry, don't worry, guys. Anyways, um, got to get my crypto zoo refund. It's fine. God dang, dang, crypto zoo. Gotta promise not to sue me. Yes, promise <laughs> sue me, and I'm not gonna refund any of the tokens that I said they're needed for the game. Whatever, right? That I told right. you to keep buying because I said the game's gonna exist. <laughs> oh, new Steam recommendation just dropped. There's an Alex. I saw. Jones. That. I, just, uh, I didn't look at it. I saw that, that wait, was wait, there. That, that show's not recommended. That show's not recommended. That game's not recommended by Loki. That is it's got four hundred. It's got four hundred positive reviews. Nope. Uh, we we recommend Slay the Princess. <laughs> I recommend Class of 09. And, uh... <laughs> hey, house parties out there. Get that. Uh, trust me, Reinhold. House of 09 is worse than that. 
Class of uh, 09 is worse than that. Anyways, this episode's getting way longer. Chase, I'm getting squirrely. All right, let's end this sucker. All right, we're ending yeah. this thing. I'm landing this plane uh, with the whole plane attached. Uh, the whole plane attached. I just realized we had a bad plane joke on the worst day. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Good job, Harry. Uh, now we're going to get kicked off of YouTube again. I apologize. <laughs> kicked off of YouTube again. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> um, thanks for you for listening to this episode of Low Key on the Real Estate Network. Um, you could have been listening to anything else in the world, but you decided to listen to this, and I thank you. Um, this podcast is recorded live 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Mondays. We're on twitch.com. Uh, it's not twitch.com, twitch.tv says we are libertarians with that letter R, and youtube.com. Uh, we are libertarians also on the Facebook page. You know, come hang out with us. Um, I thank you to all 300 plus of you now, uh, 302, <laughs> who download the podcast. We, uh, I appreciate you. Um, Absolutely. So I wish some of you guys would come hang out live, but hey, download the podcast. You're listening as you want. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, hope you guys are getting some of the bits that, because uh, like I said, this is mostly a live show. Um, so, but thank you. Um, so we'll be back next Monday. Um, I had a topic, uh, but like uh, Brian Hold uh, we uh, has a sm- small snippet on his con his 2024 contract that we have to like work out to get <laughs> to be able to do next week's show. <laughs> well, we may have to switch it out. I don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dang contracts! <laughs> and, uh, I know, and I. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We, you know, and possibly we may have to get uh, Escalja on the episode, but he's going to be in the dress contract. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, everybody. If you guys want to say goodbye, see you, bye. Bye, guys.